1: hell and that's why we do these programs night after night and i want to welcome everybody that's tuning in live to the Mega Man radio network we're going to have special guest rick wiles tonight of truenews.com that's t-r-u-n-e-w-s.com i've been listening and following rick's program for several years and it's just an honor and a pleasure to have him on tonight i want to thank everybody for tuning in wherever you may be we've got new friends joining Last night we had people from India. We've got people coming in from uh, Germany, Netherlands. Uh, So I praise God for the open doors that he is giving us with this program. And uh, like all programs, uh, they are also available up on iTunes. You can go over and subscribe for free. Or you can download them via the uh, MP3 links over at OmegaManRadio.com. Feel free to send these out to your friends. Spread the word about the uh, the show. And uh, without further ado, let me get Brother Riles on. Stand by. Rick, how are you tonight? Hey, Bruce. I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> I'm praising the Lord. I have my uh, my coffee here, piping hot. And uh, it's a pleasure and honor to have you on tonight. Uh, well, thank you. Rick, uh, uh, would, you, would you honor us tonight and open up this show in prayer?
2: Yes, sir. I would be glad to do that. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the mighty name. Of your glorious Son, Jesus Christ, who is the Savior of the world. And we come, Father, with praise and thanksgiving. We glorify you and exalt you. We thank you, Father, for saving our souls. We thank you for writing our name in the Lamb's Book of Life. We thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the finished work of the cross. And we thank you for the many blessings. That you bestow upon us, Father. Father, we invite the Holy Spirit into this edition of the Omega Man radio program. That the Holy Spirit would be the, the host and the guest and the producer and the director of this radio program. So that everything that is said, everything that is done in tonight's broadcast would draw all people to your son, and that your son, Jesus Christ, would be glorified. And, Father, that your church, the body of Jesus Christ, would be strengthened tonight, that they would be built up and made strong, that they would have the spiritual strength and energy to run this race, to finish the course, to endure to the end, so that we may see with our own eyes The Lord himself coming through the sky. And, Father, that we would see your kingdom established. We ask this, Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: Amen. And, folks, if you're just tuning in, we've got Rick Wiles on tonight uh, from truenews.com. You know, Rick, I had a vision about uh, five years ago to do um, Internet radio. And I started to assemble the equipment. I would pick up a piece here, you know, get a microphone. Um, I started to listen to a lot of programs out there. And I remember the day that uh, I was listening to a guy named Adam Curry. Uh, used to work with MTV, used to be the VJ. And, That's right. And uh, he had a great broadcast. I was sitting over in Panama at the time, and I would listen to it. And kind of being out of the States for about five years, uh, it was really my only contact um, with America you know, was the Internet and pulling in the programs. And, of course, being a Christian, um, I would go out and look for different uh, podcasts, and so I came across a number of them. And um, I was listening to, uh, back to Adam Curry, I was listening to Adam Curry one day, and I said, man, this uh, broadcast is stereo quality. I would love to do a program like that. So I wrote him one day, and the the guy took the time to write me back and uh, said, hey, I do it with, uh, you know, this piece of equipment, it's called a, uh, a TLA Audrey, audio ivory host, and uh, I bought mm-hmm. this piece of equipment five years ago. It's kind of a dinosaur now because uh, the technology has changed so fast. Well, uh, unfortunately, I never got the uh, the broadcast off the ground, but it it just never would not leave me. I wanted to do this program. And uh, fast forward to uh, this year, uh, I was living over in Costa Rica at the time, and God called me back to the States for a period of time, and I got back and I said, I'm going to get this thing done. Uh, Now there's no excuse for me because I've got, you know, access to landlines and Internet and so forth, and um, I remember writing a bunch of friends out there that I knew that did radio, and folks, I want to tell you, Rick Wiles was the only one that wrote me back, and Rick said, "Um, Bruce, if you want to get started, don't go out and invest in a lot of equipment. Uh, Find out if you like it, and this is for you, and he said, Uh, recommended blog talk radio and you know rick um the day that i took your advice i went over to blog talk i set up an account it was like uh god have mercy i wish i had known about this five years ago it was so easy uh to to do it with the blog talk account of course now it's not a stereo quality like many of the broadcast out there but uh it has gotten me off the, the ground and running and folks uh six months later we've gotten 160 shows in the can and I just wanted to give special thanks to Rick Wiles tonight because he made it all possible. And, um, Rick, there is a lot of fruit coming from this program, brother, and you've got um, some of that uh, credit due to you because, yeah. you know, one man plants a seed and other waters, they both share in the harvest.
2: That's right. You know, I, Bruce, I, I'm really, uh, really proud of what you've done in such a short period of time. I mean, because this, this program has taken off so fast. And, and I remember um, writing that email to you. I remember sitting yes, sitting sir. on the patio, sitting on the patio one morning, writing that email to you, and uh, uh, and you ran with it, and the Lord has blessed it. And the beautiful thing what's happening, Bruce, is that, is that the technology is changing so rapidly that that the opportunity is now before us to reach. Vast portions of the world's population that we could not have reached even two or three years ago. I mean, when we started our radio program in May of 1999, um, we invested a lot of money in equipment. Uh, You know, we've invested, um, and I'm guessing, you know, in in buying radio time. And we haven't been on a lot of stations. We've just used shortwave radio. But we have probably spent over a million dollars. Uh, just on radio. Yes. Now, with Blog Talk and some of the other technology that's that's available, you can reach people throughout the world, and you can do it sitting in your home. And it's a marvelous uh, breakthrough in technology. And I, I talked to someone the other day. He's another True News listener. Uh, he's on Blog Talk, and uh, he was listening to True News years ago. And now he has a blog talk program. And I, I told my wife, Susan, I, I said, I, I'm starting to feel like a grandfather. <laughs> like we're, we're birthing all these radio programs that are coming out uh, of our True News audience. And it's a, it's really very gratifying, and um, I, I feel very honored. You know, I just feel very, um, very pleased that, that we're seeing this fruit and that more people – are doing what we were doing years ago, and uh, now you're reaching a group of people that we've never reached. And I, I just wish you the best and pray for you. And and uh, I, I know if you just if you keep your heart clean, to keep your motives pure, Bruce, God will bless this work. Well,
1: praise God and folks. We're not uh, in any way um, berating anybody that uses shortwave. You know, Rick. Uh, there's a lot of the country that. Um, by choice, does not use the Internet. Uh, in the world, of course, it may not have Internet connection. So, folks, uh, the Internet is certainly a uh, an awesome way to impact. But if you want to look at the overall um, piece, you've also got to remember there's shortwave and there's satellite. And, you know, Rick is a pioneer in uh, ministry. And I wanted to roll the clock back, uh, Rick, uh, and have you share your testimony about how you got into um, radio and um Tell us um, what's transpired since then and what God is showing you for the future and uh, where you would like to go in ministry. Because uh, okay. you've been doing this a long time, and uh, you've used uh, shortwave. Uh, now you're using, well, you've been using internet radio, of course, now you're using blog talk, and you're going to be using some other uh, venues as they open up. Um,
2: That's right, Bruce. We were uh, we were doing uh, MP3 and live streaming in '99. Wow uh which uh you know seems like uh, a century ago, and i I joke and I tell people we we were uh, podcasting before there were pods you know <laughs> so uh so it, it's you know we, we're looking at this from a different perspective, we've watched the technology grow, and truthfully the technology is now at a place that I could see it in my spirit ten, fifteen years ago. In fact, when I worked at TBN, I was the marketing director of Trinity Broadcasting Network, and I was the person that introduced Paul Crouch to Internet streaming. Amazing. And wow. showed Paul how TBN could be on the Internet, and uh, that was, I think, 1995. And TBN was the, one of the first three television networks in the world to begin streaming. So, so my background in this goes back quite a ways, and what I could see in my spirit, you know, 15 years ago, it's now reality, and that's why that's why I am really excited because I, I know I know the doors that are going to open up to reach millions, hundreds of millions of people. Uh, you know, looking back over the years, Bruce, and, and I'm I'm saying this to to. The younger people listening to this program uh, i'm i'm fifty seven and I, I when i got when I got married you know in the seventies the Lord put me in radio and here's Bruce the Lord has always placed me right on the cutting edge of the newest technology now yes. let me give you okay my first radio job was at an FM radio station when FM radio was brand new. Now a lot of people are like, "What are you talking about? FM was new." Well, you know, up until the the 1970s, AM ruled the the, the airways in America. And, and so,
1: folks, we just lost uh, Rick. We are going to uh, stand by. He's going to call back in. If you were just uh, tuning in tonight, uh, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. This is a live program. It's my uh, privilege to have special guest on tonight, Rick Wiles of True News. Let me give out his website. It is com. Now, Rick has a daily one-hour program. Uh, He's been broadcasting for over ten years, uh, Internet stream. And um, he does the uh, the news program. He'll have a live guest. And he is now uh, branched out, and he's on the Blog Talk radio network as well. Uh, you can also catch his program on uh, World Harvest Network and WWCR Shortwave. And uh, let's get Rick back on the air. Rick, hey, are you back Rick, with I- us?
2: Yes, sir. I apologize for that. That's... Um
1: uh, that comes No with apology territory. necessary.
2: This is oh, live ahead. radio, so we have all live kinds radio. of things going <laughs> That's right. And, and I'm doing this program from from I-95 in Florida. My wife, Susan, and I are driving on I-95. So, it, 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 again, this is amazing where yeah. we're at in, with technology. And, and so anyway, what I was telling you was that the very first job the Lord gave me was in FM radio when FM was new. Later, in 1980, the Lord moved me to television, and I got a job in cable television selling advertising on two brand-new channels called CNN and ESPN. Oh, my goodness. Wow. They, they were brand-new, just went on, on cable, and uh, people were saying, you know, what is a cable news network? What is the Entertainment and Sports Programming Network? And, and so God put me uh, in cable television at the cutting edge uh, of the technology. And, uh, and then later, uh, I was at CBN. We were there for you know as part of the, 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 what was the CBN cable channel, later became the family channel. Uh, after that, the Lord put me at TBN in the 90s. And then the Lord pulled me out of the end in 1998 and gave me a message to share and then took me backward in time and put me on shortwave radio. And so wow. when, I th- when I say backward in time, uh, I'm saying because shortwave was the cutting edge of the 1940s and 50s. And so, so... Suddenly, I'm on shortwave radio, reaching continents the old-fashioned way with a big old shortwave radio transmitter. And uh, but we started, we started MP3s in 1999, and uh, we we started using the technology to reach out. And so, you know, we we, we never use Christian radio stations. What well, we did for a brief time, you know, we tried to go the route of FM radio stations, Christian religious radio stations, but Bruce, it didn't work for us. The message that we had uh, to share was not something that was going to survive and succeed on mainstream religious broadcasting. Yes. And that message, that message was, and again, this is 90, 1999, 2000, America, you've gotten off the right road. You took a wrong turn. If you don't go back to the old path of righteousness, if you don't get back to where your forefathers were at, there's great trouble up ahead. The road is out. You're going to, you're going to go off the cliff. Turn around. And that was our message. And uh, you know, oddly enough, Bruce, it was not welcomed on Christian radio. And uh, in 2003, we started a nightly television program and we had a 30-minute TV program that we put on satellite, sent it out on satellite three times a day, and it was a professional, well-produced television newscast. It had fresh daily video of news events from around the world, and uh, technically it would have stood up with any other television program on national TV. Bruce, we couldn't get one Christian television station or network to broadcast it. They wouldn't touch it. They wouldn't touch it. Now, uh, you know, I've stayed with this assignment. I'm like a bulldog with a bone. (laughs) You know, God gave me an assignment and he said, I'm going to hold you responsible for getting this done. And so, I've clamped down on that bone like a dog and and i'm not, i'm not going to let go of it and i'm going to get this message out and and so that's why i'm so excited now to see the technology that's that's exploding and giving us new opportunity because now we don't need the religious gatekeepers who have kept people like you and me from reaching the masses that's right amen so folks nothing- uh- There's nothing Um, stopping you, Bruce.
1: You know, Rick, uh, what you were experiencing even ten years ago, uh, it's still the same way today if a person tries to get their true message of Jesus Christ on the Christian networks and warn people to prepare for the times that uh, I believe we're in right now. And um, it's not a popular message. You know, uh, when you tell people that uh, judgment is coming on this land, that uh, if it does not repent, God has no option but to judge, or the innocent would perish. And uh, they don't want to hear that message. Um, people don't want to hear that they might have to endure persecution before the return of the Lord. You know, it's uh, it's all the prosperity message. Uh, and I have nothing, uh, no problem, folks, with uh, the Lord blessing people, but when they preach that, and that's all that they preach night after night, uh, and they do not preach the Word of God, and telling people to get prepared to endure till the end, then I believe what's happening, Rick, is uh, these mainstream ministries are doing um, an injustice to the people, and they're setting them up for the potential of being part of the great falling away, because people uh, are become offended because of the persecution that comes along with uh, being a Christian. And uh, I know that you have been warning people for over 10 years, some have listened and woke up, and others went back to sleep. Um, is it ever going to change in this country, or is God, you know, only going to be able to pull out a, a handful? The, the rest are just not going to wake up out of this thing.
2: I uh, I don't think they're going to wake up, Bruce. I, I just don't think they're going to wake up. Nine Eleven did not wake them up, and if that didn't do it, uh, I, I my my assumption is the Lord's going to have to do something very drastic. That's going, to, that's going to shock a lot of people. In, in 1999, when I, I started on the radio, I was saying things like, folks, when I pray, I hear the Lord say, judgment starts on 9-11, September 11. Now, I didn't know what it meant, and I didn't have a year. I just heard September 11. And, and I said it openly on the radio. And then two years later, when the attack took place on September 11, 2001, our telephones rang all day long with people saying the prophecy came true. And quite frankly, Bruce, I had forgotten about it on that day. I was so shocked watching the TV screen that I had forgotten that I had said those things two years earlier. But as, I, as people reminded me, Rick, you said it. In the summer of two thousand, or, or uh, this, the summer of nineteen ninety nine, on the radio. Yes, sir. Then that di- that day of nine eleven, I knew. I knew what was coming. I knew the Lord was showing us. This is the beginning, of, the the warning that He gave me in ninety eight, and it wasn't going to come, suddenly all at once. It was going to come incrementally, and so. I've watched this judgment unfold over these years, and it's it's increasing, and the 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 delusion on the on the minds and the eyes of the public is increasing, and uh, uh, you know I don't know what it's going to take you know to, to to wake up people, but I I really don't have a great deal of of hope that a large number of people are going to snap out of it without a great shock. And the reason, is that the, excuse me, the preachers, the pastors, the evangelists, the Bible teachers, the prophecy teachers refuse to tell them what's going to happen to the nation if we don't repent. And you can read, you can read in Lamentations chapter four, what, God told Jeremiah, and that was that no one would have ever imagined that a foreign army would have invaded Jerusalem. But it happened because the walls were down because of the sin and iniquity of the priest. And so whatever happens in this country, the bottom line is the blame Bl-
1: the blame belongs in the pulpits. Amen. Yes, it does, Rick, you know, and, uh, people, the, the word says judgment starts first in the house of the Lord. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? Um, Rick, I was, um, pondering for many years, uh, what was going to be the future of American. I didn't just start studying Bible prophecy or the new world order last year. I, um, uh, you know, was raised in a uh, Christian home. Both my grandparents were Church of God Pentecostal ministers. And, you know, they believed uh, they believed in end-time prophecy. I remember, uh, never forget it, my grandmother gave me a book years ago called When Your Money Fells by Mary Stuart Relphie. And uh, Oh, yeah. You know, powerful book on the New World Order. And, uh, you know, it's been in my mind for years. And, uh, and I started to study the events and um, was introduced to some end-time prophecy ministry years ago and i started to see the the picture forming and uh, after a while it became apparent to me that uh, there was a new world order and that there was an actual conspiracy and folks uh, any two people can sit down in a coffee shop and make a plan to do something that's a conspiracy right there but uh it's it's becoming apparent now rick you know there was a lot of naysayers that would you know criticize uh you know uh true news and other programs when y'all would sound the alarm about the new world order yet they're seeing it start to form before their very eyes. I mean, uh, even... years uh, ago... Go
2: ahead. Years ago, ago, if you even said New World Order, global government, global currency, if you used those phrases, you were a conspiracy nut. Now those phrases are on Fox News, CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post. Uh, They're coming out in the open with their agenda. But they have... the, The media has succeeded in brainwashing the public into accepting it now. Uh, Not only accepting it, folks, but uh, they want you to accept a
1: full-body scan now at the airport just to get on an airplane. Uh, And every time you do, you're exposing yourself to low-level doses of radiation. Or you can have the full-body pad down. Um, And that's just the beginning, Rick. I mean, this stuff is uh, now right in front of our noses. I mean... There was a uh, Jesse Ventura conspiracy TV show about two weeks ago, and they did one on the 72 fusion centers here in America. Now people can no longer deny that, yes, there are concentration camps in America. There is the red and blue list roundups uh, that people have been preaching about for a long time coming. And uh, it became apparent to me that uh, America was uh, in dire straits. So, you know, I got to the point, I said, I don't want to be here. God, I don't want to, you know, hang around and uh, get rounded up. And uh, I even got a little bit militant, and I said, you know, if there's going to be an invasion, then, uh, you know, I'm going to help defend my country. But I said, uh, you know, God, if I'm wrong in this, you need to tell me so. Because, you know, I'd heard the prophecy of Demetri Dudeman, where America would ultimately have a Red Dawn invasion. And for you folks that have never heard of Demetri Dudeman, you need to listen to that prophecy. He and many other prophets of God have seen the future of America, and it's not pretty. Uh, you know, we're going to be attacked by our enemies, and uh, there will be an invasion up through the southern border, and I believe that we're going to have a missile attack off of our coast, like uh, Henry Gruber saw. I mean, you know, there's many men and women of God that have seen the future, and it's, it's nuclear biological chemical attack on America. But, you know, Rick, um, God pricked me, and he said, you know, uh, I'm bringing judgment on the land. And uh, just as I brought it on Jerusalem and I sent Nebuchadnezzar to march on Jerusalem because of the sin, and they would not repent. And I sent the prophet Jeremiah, and they would not listen. Um, You know, he ultimately gave the message to the king. He said, you know, you're going to go into captivity. And if you pick up arms to fight it, what's going to happen is uh, you're going to die. And so they believed a false prophet uh, that said, uh, you know, Egypt's going to come to your aid. And we know the story did not happen. And ultimately they uh, had a siege laid to Jerusalem, and the last sight the king ever saw was his children being slayed before his eyes, before they took his eyes out, and he spent his last days in Babylon in prison. And and I said, God, have mercy. Is that coming here in America? And I believe it is, because uh, people would not wake up and repent. And so, um, you know, God put a warning message on your heart over ten years ago, Rick. Um, What did God show you when you were working at TBN? What kind of started the whole thing?
2: It all started uh, April 1998, about the third week of April, um, I was just minding my own business, Bruce, <laughs> doing my work at TBN, uh, in my office in the afternoon, and suddenly I, I just heard the Holy Spirit in my, inside my spirit say, I want to see you in the chapel, and it was very serious, and so I, I told the secretary, uh to hold my calls. I said, I'm gonna go down to, to the chapel. I'll be back in about fifteen minutes. And I just walked down the hallway and as I was walking I I I had this feeling like man I've never I've never heard the Holy Spirit speak to me so sternly and I started thinking Uh, You know, maybe he's going to tell me I've got cancer and I'm going to die in a month or something like that. I mean, I was really worried as I was walking down the hallway. And as I opened up the door, I went into the chapel. Uh, This was at the uh, International Production Center in Irving, Texas, uh, along Highway 183 near the airport. And uh, Paul Crouch's office just down the hallway. And I went into the chapel. No one was there. And, And I'll tell you, Bruce, there was... I I didn't see God, I'm not going to tell I didn't float around, you know, it wasn't any kind of, you know, mystical experience. But the the room was saturated with the presence of the Lord, His holiness. And I was aware that I was an unclean man in the presence of a holy God. And I, I felt like Adam, hiding, looking for a fig leaf. I mean, I I just felt naked standing there in front of the Lord, and I knew he was there, and it was so overwhelming that I thought, I'm going to turn around, and he's going to be standing behind me, and uh, so I just stood there, and I I was almost trembling, and then I became aware. uh, It it, it seemed like, I I didn't physically see this, but it, it seemed like all of my sins and and failures and uh, shortcomings as, as a Christian were were just written on the walls and the ceilings. And the Lord dealt with me and said, these are things that I'm upset with you. These are things that you're going to give up today. And, and so the Lord dealt with me personally. And then, after that was done, suddenly I had a vision and, and I'm not somebody that has a vision every five minutes. Uh, this was a very rare occurrence for me, but I had a vision. It was like a movie screen in front of my eyes, and I saw, I saw an American city. Well, I saw a city on fire. I didn't know where it was. I saw a city on fire. I saw buildings burning. I saw the smoke rising up from skyscrapers, and I saw refugees staggering out of the cities. And they looked dazed and dumbfounded, almost like they couldn't even believe that they were still alive. And they were carrying their babies and pulling wagons with, uh, you know, their children in it. And uh, I remember one person pushing a wheelbarrow with, with a grandmother in it. And, and it was just a, a scene, you know, out of World War II. And I said, Lord, what is this? What am I seeing? And I heard the Holy Spirit's voice, not audibly, but in my spirit, say, this is America's future if your nation does not repent. And I began to weep, and I said, Lord, I need a scripture from your Bible to verify that this vision is from you. And I was on my knees. I was at the altar, and I was crying, and I opened up my Bible. I looked down, and it was it was Isaiah 24, and your listeners can read that scripture, but it talks about the city under siege. It had been attacked. Everything was boarded up. There was no food, no water, no joy. Uh, it was horrible existence, and, and in and verse 13 said only a remnant was left. And, and the Lord said, this is America's future, and I'm calling you today to tell America to repent. And uh, Bruce, I, you know, I guess like Moses, you know, argued with the Lord. I, 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 I tried to tell the Lord, uh, you get the wrong person to preach this message. Don't you forget, have you forgotten, Lord, the conversation you and I just had 15 minutes ago about me? And what I heard the Holy Spirit say was, Rick, I didn't choose you for this task because of your holiness. I chose you because you're a good repenter. When I convict you, when I convict you, you repent. And he said, I want you to tell the people the same thing. Tell them to repent. And he said, just as I brought your sins to your face in one minute, I'm going to bring America's sins to the face of all of America in one minute. And America will have to decide as a nation whether she will repent or resist. And he said, I'm calling you to do this. And so I made I made a pledge to the Lord that I that I would do it. And I said, I don't even know what to say. I don't what am I supposed to say, Father? And he told me he said, Tell them I have declared a sin amnesty. And I, I said I what is a sin amnesty? I've never heard of such a thing. And, he, and the Lord asked me, so what is an amnesty? And I said, well, Father, that's, that's when the government says if you turn yourself in and admit what you've done wrong, and you do it uh, within the amnesty time period, all the charges will be dropped, and the government will act like you never did it. And he yes. says, tell, tell America tell America what you just said. And the Lord said, and what happens if you don't turn yourself in? I said, well, if they catch you after the amnesty, it's twice as bad. And he said, tell them, tell them that I have offered America a sin amnesty. Tell them to just confess what they have done wrong. And I will forgive it. And I will act like it has never happened But if they reject my amnesty, it will be twice as bad for them when I judge the nation. Well, Bruce, I went home that night. I never told anybody at TBN what happened. I I went home. I didn't tell my wife or my family. But the next morning, my daughter, Carissa, who was uh, 22 years old at the time, said to me early in the morning, Dad, Jesus appeared to me last night in my sleep and I I did a double take and looked at her and I said you mean you had a dream about the Lord and she said no it wasn't a dream he actually appeared and spoke to me and he said daughter beginning tonight I will speak to you about the end times through dreams and Chris said dad he gave me a dream about the end times and that dream our family was standing together. We were huddled together and we were surrounded by thousands of people and they were rotating around us like they were on a giant carousel. And she said, "Dad, but the strange thing was they were all skeletons. And oh I could goodness. see I could see their skulls, I could see their eye sockets and they were reaching out these long bony arms towards you and they were crying in a loud voice to you dad if you knew this was going to happen why didn't you tell us and Bruce that sealed it for me that day
1: God have mercy that was
2: that was it for me I, I knew I knew that the God of the universe had visited me and had called me and had given me a solemn assignment to speak to the nation. And I knew that if I didn't do it, someday, someday those dead people would cry out to me, if you knew this was going to happen, why didn't you tell us? So Ezekiel said that the watchman is responsible to tell the people the truth, and if the people don't listen, and they die in their sin, it's not the watchman's fault. And and so I've been driven for 12 years, Bruce, by that one vision. That's why I've never stopped. That's why Susan and I and my family, we endured hardships, and we endured attacks on us, and we endured... uh, Hard times, and we endure, endured criticism and slander, and, and all kinds of stuff because of that vision. Yes, I couldn't. I couldn't let it stop me. It's like I have to do this. I have to tell people: if America doesn't repent, God is going to allow the enemies of this nation to come to this nation. And and so, Bruce. We still have time. We're still here. Yes. And, and God's raised you up. And he, he birthed your ministry out of this ministry. Amen. And, and, Bruce, if I would die tonight, God forbid, I hope that doesn't happen, but if I would die tonight, there's somebody like you on the radio right now that could pick it up and run with it and say, let me tell you, What's coming, my friends? You've got to listen. See, Dmitri Duneman died before I got a chance to meet him. I wanted to meet that man, but I never got the chance to meet him. But the Lord took him home. But I just took what he said, and I just started telling people, the, the nation will be judged if we do not repent. You can't kill millions of babies every year and get away with it. You can't legalize homosexual marriage and get away with it. That's right. There's a price to pay for this rebellion. It's open rebellion against the living God of the universe. And we're at a point, Bruce, that, the, that most people in this country have no fear of God, They, don't, including the church. They don't believe God will ever do anything.
1: And that's where they're sorely mistaken, Rick, uh, and folks, you know, the, the word says over in Amos three seven, Surely the surely the Lord God will do nothing but he revealeth his secret into his service of prophets. And we've had plenty of time to be warned here in America, folks, and what have people done? They didn't repent after nine one one. They just said, God bless America. Um, and that's that's even faded out of people's memory. We went back to sleep, Rick. Uh, By and large, uh, you don't hear the warning message on the mainstream televisions where the the men and women that uh, have the financial means means to get up on uh, international television and cable and satellite could be up there warning, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and judgment is coming on this land. Um, You know, Rick, I had an opportunity to sit in the office of a... I call him a true prophet, Dr. Jonathan Hansen of World Ministries International. And I sat with him, and I said, uh, God showed you a similar vision that Dimitri Dudelman, uh, David Wilkerson saw it, Henry Gruber, you know, many men of God. You saw it, Rick. And I said, uh, you know, God showed you nuclear biological chemical attack on this country. I said, why are you here? Because he was in Kenya at the time when he got the prophecy. He said, I, yes. I have no option. God called me back here, and I'm here to give the warning. And I said, uh, well, knowing what you know, do you believe America is going to repent? And he said, honestly? He said, I I do not. But he said, uh, while I don't think the nation will be saved, individuals can be saved. And that's why we're preaching this message. That's why you have preached the message, Rick, uh, for so long, and you're continuing to shout the alarm that, wake up, judgment is on this land. And, folks, um, if this whole nation would get together like uh, in Nineveh's time, and repent, starting with the president on down. And he would call a national time of repentance. And the, uh, the president would uh, repent for saying that this is not an American country and for allowing uh, Islam and Hinduism to infiltrate this country and set up their mosque and their temples. And of all the sin that we're currently committing, maybe God would spare this country. I just don't see it happening. But I do see uh, individuals and families being saved. And uh, that's why Rick gets on tirelessly every day. Him and other uh, programs, Rich Shelter, Watchman Radio, Nathan Leal, other ministers of God, Steve Quell. they've been sounding the alarm for a long time to try to wake people up. And, you know, Rick, if only one person was woken up, you know, and their soul was saved from the fires of hell, it was worth the job. But I believe many more have been woken up because of your obedience to the Lord. And I believe when you stand before him, you're going to be able to say, God, I did the job you called me to do. But uh, I do believe that the time of warning is soon going to run out. And uh, I remember a, um, a, a dream, Michael Boldea, which was Demetri Dudeman's grandson, folks, for those of you who don't know Michael, uh, he said, Lord, I've been preaching this uh, warning for over 25 years, and uh, I'm tired. I would like to um, just you know, be a regular person, have some kids, have a dog or two, Maybe live with my wife in Romania, because his wife's in Romania, and they have to travel back and forth. And he said he had a dream, and God showed him a, a big ravine. And he looked over the edge of this cliff into the ravine, and he saw these campfires and tents. And they had these soldiers down there uh, sharpening their swords. And God said, what do you see? And he says, well, it looks like um, they're preparing for battle. And he says, you guessed right. Now, he says, what do you call someone who flees just before the battle? And he says, well, I guess you call me well. And he says, well, I have chosen you, Michael, um, for in-time ministry. And uh, if you want to uh, go do your own thing, then basically you're going to lose your reward. But if you'll stay in the t- fight for what I've called you for this time, then, uh, you know, you're going to get your reward. So, you know, I had some conversations with him offline. I'm friends with Michael, and I said, that's a pretty tough message. And uh, he said, yeah, it is. But he says, what option do you have? you know you're either an obedient child or you're a rebellious one and um so he continues to to sound the alarm and i believe God as a result of you rick doing your program michael bolday and others out there shouting sounding the alarm people are going to continue to come in probably the masses are going to go to sleep um you know that have bought into this um this uh you know f- f- message that is being you know preached through most of the the television networks that uh, you know we're not going to have to suffer uh, we're just going to get out on a first-class paid ticket into heaven, and uh, nothing is going to come on America. So uh, it's it's a real shame to see, um, you know, people, even in your own family, when you say, you know, do you know what time it is? Do you know that uh, judgment's on this land? And they kind of laugh at you. I bet, Rick, when you um, told your friends what the Lord had showed you back in 98, I believe it was, they probably looked at you in horror. They said, you know, he, Rick's lost his mind. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, Bruce Weaver, I was I was saying things like um, again, and this is '98. I was saying, folks, when I'm praying, I'm here. God's speaking to me. Things like Osama bin Laden. Now, how many people in '98 were talking about Osama bin Laden? Uh, I was saying nuclear suitcase bombs, anthrax, poison food supply, and you know, people were like. You know, they were just staring at me like I was from another planet. And and then to quit your job as marketing director of TBN and do what? You know, I mean, uh, a lot of people thought, this guy has lost it. But it didn't matter to me, Bruce, because I had that experience with the Lord. And I knew that the eternal uh, destination of souls would depend on my obedience. Yes, sir. And so it it didn't matter to me. I I didn't care what anybody thought. I I've only cared about what the Lord thinks about me. And I got to tell you, uh, this this in September of this year, uh at the end of August, uh I I, I was feeling very tired myself. And uh, the Lord spoke to me and told me to take a a one month sabbatical of reporting world news and Warning and all that. I've, and, and so I, I, I completely changed the radio program for 30 days in September, and I spent most of September sitting under a big tree on a in a lawn chair uh, reading my Bible, you know, and uh, and just letting the Lord minister to me, and He began to show me a new direction for my ministry, where He's taking me, and I got to be honest with you, Chris, I, I I feel like the Lord is saying the hour of warning is over. Yes. And uh, where he's instructing me to go is to devote my time to feeding the remnant church that is listening to him. That small group of Christians whose eyes and ears are open and their hearts are open and they're hungering and thirsting for spiritual food but they can't find any because there's a famine in the land. Amen. And and, and the Lord is t- is telling me that He's changing the direction of our ministry away from warning and now to simply feeding yes. the, the, the Christians who have heard the message. And I believe, Bruce, I I, I sense in my spirit that we are about to go into. A very, very dark time in this country. Very soon. And I, I, believe, uh, I believe fascism is at the door. I, 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 believe it's, I believe living in America is going to become like living in East Germany in 1950-something. It, it's going to be a dark time. Life's going to go on. People are still going to go to work. People are still going to get married. Uh, but it's going to be a different America. And the Lord is speaking to me that I, I'm going to have to start ministry to an underground church in America.
1: Amen to that.
2: We're going um, to see an underground church in America.
1: You know, Rick, um, even Hugo Chavez, has uh, shaked his head at uh, Obama and said, Wow, you know, uh, you're hardcore. I mean, you all. <laughs> The direction that we're going is uh, what uh, Russia used to be. It's like a total flip-flop has happened. And, you know, uh, I would concur with uh, your statement there that I believe the time of warning is over. Uh, Michael Boldea would concur also with us tonight. I believe, folks, um, Rick has done his job, as have other men and women of God. They have given the warning, and now God is pouring out his judgment. It's a science of judgment. When the cup of iniquity fills up, would sin if God did not judge a nation, you know, the innocent would perish. So God is pouring out his judgment, and it's just going to get, uh, the heat's going to be turned up on it. He's sifting the saints. There's no more time to be straddling the fence anymore. You're either going to be for God, or you're going to be forced to make a decision. And uh, through persecution, you know, many are going to be offended and will fall to the other side, but you won't be able to straddle the fence anymore. But, you know, Rick, um, with regards to the new direction of True News and the ministry, I would concur on that. I have never seen anything like it. Uh, We've got people saying, I'm hungry. Uh, Feed me. I want to know the word. And it's like uh, people have gorged themselves on spiritual food, okay, with nothing but calories. I mean, like, um, it's like if you were to eat a McDonald's hamburger every single day. It would fill you up for the time being, but, uh, you know, you're going to kill yourself, folks, if that's all you eat every single day. And so uh, it's it's um, spiritually it's spiritual it's junk um, food. food junk food that's the word I was looking for totally yeah. devoid of any spiritual meat and so people are like emaciated right now and they don't even
2: Bruce. know it. Go ahead, Bruce. Uh, uh, several just several hours ago, Susan and I were talking to a real estate agent here in Florida, and. Uh, Somehow the conversation changed. The, the, the lady asked Susan what we do, and Susan said, my husband broadcasts a radio program, so then she asked some more questions. And, and then the woman discerned that, you know, it, this is a Christian program, and she said, I'm a Christian too. And she said, what does your husband talk about? And Susan said, well, he talks about the end times. He talks about uh, getting ready, preparing for the, for the things that are coming to this country and to the earth. Well, the woman, her eyes lit up. She said, "I I think about that all the time. That's the subject I I I study, I read, I listen to stuff on the internet." And as we talked to her, she told us she doesn't go to church. She said, "I can't find a church that yes. talks about these things." And and I told her, I said, you're not alone. I said, 90% of the people that listen to my radio show are church dropouts. They're all over the world. Yes. And it, it's not just you. There are millions of people like you. And God's sheep are starving because the shepherds refuse to feed them. Amen. And and the Lord is going to deal with those shepherds. But the good thing, Bruce, is he's going to release A new group of shepherds. And these are the shepherds shepherds that he has kept in the backfield for a long time. And they don't have any names. They don't have any reputations. They don't have any pedigrees. God's going to bring them out at the right time. Rick, uh,
1: what is God showing you for the future of True News? Um, what, are, what is he downloading into you right now? What would um, where would you like to uh to take this next next phase of ministry to?
2: Where we're headed is becoming a global streaming source of of spiritual food, nourishment. Everything that I'm thinking about now, I I think of being a chef in God's kitchen.
1: Praise the Lord. And there's just
2: there's a scripture that that suddenly has really empowered me. I, you know, it, you know how you read scriptures a zillion times and then one day you read it again and it jumps off the page. Yes. And it's Matthew Matthew 24 verse 45. And Jesus said, "Who is this faithful servant that when when I return I find him providing meat to my servants in my house in due season." Amen. Okay, the Lord is showing me that my assignment now is to cook nutritious meals, that his sheep are deficient. They have serious uh, spiritual nutritional deficiencies. Yes. And, and instead of spending my time uh, denouncing the, 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 the shepherds that won't feed the flock, The Lord is telling me that the technology is now available for us to feed them and that he's going to raise up a great global platform of Internet streaming, of video and audio and print that will reach the masses of the world and that we'll be using iPads and tablets and and e-readers and uh, every imaginable and unimaginable gadget that's going to come on the scene. Praise God. To go, to go directly into the homes of millions of people and serve them spiritual meals. Uh, we won't have to wait on the, the church system, the religious system. We're just going to go directly into their homes. Amen. And that's, that's the future. That's where he's taking us. And, you know, there will be a place for true news in a sense of of reporting the news, but truthfully, uh, what I see evolving is that true news will become one stream of many streams, and the Lord is showing me that out of this ministry literally will be hundreds of streams of programming that will be going out to the world, and uh, true news will be one stream, Well, there will be streams... Streams of music, streams of praise, streams of teaching, uh, streams of 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 children's programming, and I mean, there, there's the list is endless of what we could do through internet streaming. But there's a great internet streaming platform that God is getting ready to to construct. That's going to bypass the gatekeepers of religious broadcasting. Yes. Uh, it's going to revolutionize Christian communication. You know, praise That's God That's what for I that. say.
1: Uh, I'm excited about that. You know, um, I tell you something I noticed here recently is uh, there's a trend to uh, setting up um, even you know 24 uh, hour channels. Uh, we all know about uh, Jimmy Swaggart and Sun Life Ministries. Well, I, I heard about two months ago um, that the one of the media buyers that handled all the media basically got a cancellation contract. And what happened is, uh, Sun Life canceled all their uh, media time. I heard uh, that was on the normal broadcast television, you know, these different networks. And they basically bought a twenty-four hour channel on uh, DirecTV, and it's called the Sun Life Network. And I said, "What an interesting concept!" Um, That's right. And I was thinking, wow, if you could get on um, DirecTV or Dish, or that's all that I know about. If there's another satellite network, awesome. And you could have a 24-hour channel. That would be awesome. Um, Could you imagine? You know, I always had a vision, Rick. I said, you know, God, it's not fair that the true men and women of God with the real message that can impact people's lives are not allowed onto the mainstream television, either um, due to um, you know the high price of media time or just the fact that they can't get approval. I remember I used to be a media buyer in the early days, Rick. I came out of a religious broadcasting company. Um you mentioned many of the names that I know. I'm uh, I just turned 41, but my father was um was a pioneer in um in the uh I would call it, the religious broadcasting arena before he died in 2007. He probably handled uh, most of the big big name uh, televangelists and of course I would have arguments with my dad because I <laughs> I didn't support a lot of the people that he had as clients, and I won't go into names tonight, folks. But my point is, is uh, you know, I kind of grew up around it. And um, where am I going with my story? Uh, Simply to say, I used to get angry because uh, I knew what it cost to get airtime. I mean, folks, if you wanted to be on a daystar or TBN, you know, you can pay three grand to fifteen grand for a half hour, and that's if they approve you.
2: And uh, you know, television is expensive. And 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 I here. Here's the other thing. here's the other thing that goes on inside the religious broadcasting uh industry. Uh you know, we, we have you know Eisenhower warned us about the uh uh military industrial complex where we have the religious we have the religious broadcasting complex to deal with I mean, also. That's the truth. And uh but you know th- what they do is that they charge the they charge the ministers, the programmers, uh, an outrageous fee for the airtime, and then they go on the telephones and they tell their listeners, you need to donate so that you can see your favorite preacher. And and I always thought, well, why didn't you tell them you already charged their favorite preacher? That's the truth.
1: That's the truth, folks.
2: Yeah, this is double dipping here. And, uh, well, let me tell you, somebody that... uh, a minister, prosperity preacher that uh, that I, I, I used to know uh, quite well, uh, a very good man, Mike Murdoch in Dallas, Texas. Mike Mike was favorite. One of his sayings was he'd say, whatever makes you mad is a clue to the calling God has on your life. And I've never forgotten that statement, because what makes me mad is the religious broadcasting System in this country, it yes. makes me mad. Okay, and so it's a clue to the calling that's on my life. So, what is God doing right now with me? He's showing me that He wants to build an alternative platform. Amen. That will be the that will be the opposite of everything they've done for the last sixty years with Christian radio and TV. And Folks, so, if you, so,
1: if you've got an alternative network, they cannot. Stifle the message any longer,
2: Rick. That's I right. like that. Bruce, I, you you mentioned Directv. I was um, I was at TBN when Directv and Dish Network and there was a third one back then, Prime Star, which was oh, bought yeah. out. I
1: forgot about that. That's right.
2: Yeah, old, old Prime Star was around, and I helped negotiate the contracts to put TBN on Directv and Dish Network and Prime Star, and. I was at the meeting when the president of DirecTV, who's no longer there, uh, pounded the desk and said, there will be no religious television on DirecTV, period, end of story. I was there in that meeting. My goodness. Well, we we succeeded in persuading. We Actually, what we did is... Uh, I, I, I told Paul Crouch. I said we need to go over his head. Uh, Direct TV at that time was owned by Hughes Aircraft, which was owned by General Motors, and so, so we, we wrote a letter to the, the chairman of the board of General Motors and uh, got his attention. And, and TBN got on Direct TV, and then we got on Dish Network and PrimeStar. Well, what I'm, the reason I'm telling you this is that the battle to get on these systems was really intense. And I was there, and I saw the fight that TBN had to wage to get on DirecTV and to get on the big cable systems. And it was a, it was a royal fight. But the technology has changed everything now. And now, guess what? You don't need DirecTV. You don't need the cable systems. Because you've got things like... Apple TV and Netflix and boxy box and you can go directly through the internet into the television set.
1: Man that's the truth in fact I uh, I tried Netflix myself and it's amazing. Um, how how far along we are I mean you know it's it's instant on demand.
2: That's right. Uh, and so, what God is God is getting ready to raise up is a new internet-based Christian media platform, and th- that's where I'm going. That's the direction the Lord is taking me, and and I, I believe, Bruce, you're, I believe your uh, your work on Blog Talk, I believe God's just training you uh, for a much bigger job. Man, I receive that.
1: Uh, let me ask you this too: Our uh, the Lord is also. Uh, put on your heart to write a number of books. Are you at liberty to uh, discuss how far along you are with
2: your first book that you're going to release? i got about ten books in my head that need to come out really bad, and that has been one of the challenges of doing this program every day and and the work that we do in Haiti and everything else. It's it's very difficult to to get away and write, but, uh, yes, um, I'm actually – I'm actually working on three different books. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm writing one book that's entitled The Bricks Are Fallen. And this is about 9 11 and, and, and the warning to America. The second book is called Descent into Darkness. And again, it's another warning book. And then the third book, book that I'm, I'm co-writing with a gentleman named Jim Haddock is uh about a coming war with Iran. Yes. And and so this is another facet of what we're doing, Bruce. We're launching we're launching a, a book publishing company at the beginning of the year. And we're gonna be God. going we're gonna be going very aggressively into electronic book publishing. Because once again, technology is allowing us to bypass the big publishers and the bookstores—you don't need them anymore. I, I can send a book directly into a Kindle reader and bypass all of those other gatekeepers.
1: Oh man, that's that is so cool. You know, I think for the folks, for the first time, uh, there's an opportunity to uh, get get the message out there to the people that couldn't get it otherwise because of all the. The uh, the filters in place and all the yes. uh, infrastructure that would stop the uh, the true word from getting out. Rick, um, that's exciting. I'm uh, I'm getting excited just thinking about it because again I'm hearing it every day. People are saying, you know, I've come out of the church. Uh, I got kicked out of the church. Um, I need fellowship. I need food. I'm starving to death. Um, and uh, praise God for what you're doing. Yes, because. I, uh, for- For way too long, people have, uh, again, been just gorging on spiritual junk food.
2: I was going to tell you, Bruce, uh, another thing that we're very close to, and I'm hesitant to put a date on it, but it's soon, and that is that we're making the expansion into video, which has been on my heart for years and years and years. Uh, But a television studio uh, is... uh, 90% Ninety percent constructed. The only thing remaining uh, are the uh, the light system. We just need the light, lighting system. Everything else is in place. That studio will be up and running in January, and it's it's very possible. I'm, I'm shooting for you know maybe February that we'll be able to expand True News to a video format. Praise God. And. Uh, so I'm excited. I, you know, uh, I, I I really believe 2011 is is going to be quite a um, quite a rocking year, and, and it all depends on which side of the cross you're on <laughs> of how yeah. it's going to affect you. You know, I'm not afraid. I'm not worried about the things that are happening, and that's something. You know, I we've spent a lot of time tonight, Bruce, talking about the scary things that are coming, but we need to. We need to remind people that there's no reason to be afraid. If their hearts are right with God, if they're living right with the Lord, they have no reason to be afraid. Amen. The Lord will He will protect them and He'll shield them. I I I look at it like, um, like when a father uh, hears his children misbehaving at the other end of the house, and he calls out, "Children." Knock it off. Behave yourself. And there's some quietness for about a minute or two. And then they start acting up again. And the father cries out again, children, I'm telling you again, settle down. Behave yourself. Once again, they settle down for a little while, but then a few minutes later, uh, he he hears something break in the room. Here's something fall and break, and he says, that's it. But he walks down the hallway, and now he opens the door, and he says, listen, I warned you three times. You disobeyed, and now you've broken things, and now I'm going to punish you. He has no option. There's no choice, Bruce. He has to punish because they defied him. They rebelled. And he tried and tried and tried to get them to behave, but they rebelled against him. But he realizes that several of his children in the room were not misbehaving. They were trying to tell the other brothers and sisters to listen to their father. Well, what's the father going to do? He's going to take his hand, and he's going to take those obedient children and push them behind him. And then he's going to paddle the butts of the children that were rebellious. That's right. Okay, that's what people need to see. As the judgment increases, you, your attitude, the attitude of your heart, your behavior, your obedience to God is going to determine which side of God you're on. Are you in the front of him or behind him? You want to be behind him and have his protection. And so only you decide that that position, your obedience to God. And so if, if people are listening to me right now and you're involved in sin and you're doing things that are breaking the commandments of God, you got to stop it. Amen. You need to stop it right now. I mean, tonight, stop it. First, I have people that email me and, and you know, they tell me that they're listening to the program, and then, the, you know, then they tell me that they're shacking up with their girlfriend. I'm going like, well, wait a minute. You're telling me that you believe that all the stuff that we talk about on the radio about end time judgment, but you're committing fornication. That's right. You can't do it. You got to stop it. And, and so, whatever somebody's involved in right now, you need. To stop now, you need to repent, and you need to go the other direction. Amen. And and whatever God's convicting you of, that's it right now. Amen. Uh, There's conviction on people all over the world right now listening to this Omega Man program. And it's God speaking to your heart saying, This sin is going to stand between you and me when I judge the nation. Get rid of it. Get it under the blood. Let me forgive you.
1: Yes. Yes, indeed. Folks, uh, you can be forgiven tonight. If if you are listening to this program live or on MP3, you've still got breath in your body, there's still hope. You have an option right now. You can uh, continue doing what you're doing and come under the judgment of God, or you can repent. Turn to the Lord and say, God, what would you have me to do for you? You know, folks, the Word says, Occupy till I come. We don't know what day the Jesus Christ is going to break the clouds and return. Uh, I hope that we have a little bit more time. Um, but I honestly believe that uh, we're going into the, uh, the end of this age, and uh, things are just going to continue to ramp up. But until you meet him, uh, some believe he comes before the tribulation, middle or after. Uh, personally, I believe we're here for the long haul. But if I'm wrong, praise God, it's gravy. We get out of here early. But... You know, you may not make it. You could be hit with a Mack truck tomorrow. The issue is, is what are you doing with the remaining time that you have before you stand before God and give an accounting? We are told to occupy till he comes. There's work to be done. There's people that can still be plucked out of the fire. And Rick is doing that. And if uh, you heard this vision of a new phase of ministry to, uh, to feed the sheep, to feed people, Uh, highly uh, nutritive food, (laughs) spiritual food, and you would like to get behind him and help him with this new network. Uh, Rick, how can people get in contact with you? They'd like to support uh, the ministry.
2: Uh, The easiest thing is go to our website, True News, T-R-U-N-E-W-S, no E and true, truenews.com. They can email me at rick at truenews.com and um they can call the office at area code 561 792 6777 uh Bruce this is going to require uh an ex- an incredible amount of funding to make it happen uh i but i'm not concerned about it because i i know that the lord owns the gold and the silver and all the minerals of this earth see the the paper money, the fiat money, published by the printed by the Federal Reserve Board and and uh, all the central banks—it's paper money. That's the world's money system, and yes. it's worthless. It's worthless. It's it, it's the stuff is collapsing. It is. But God, folks. God doesn't own the world. Satan owns the world. God owns the earth, Amen. and he owns he owns the gold and the silver and the platinum and all of the. Of the rare earth minerals that was made by God, Amen. And that's His—that's the wealth that He has put on this earth, and it is for you and me to acquire for the purpose of preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Yes. See, Bruce, we—you know—we've—we've we've mentioned a couple times the prosperity doctrine. Listen, I'm already prosperous. When I was born again, I was born into the King's family. Amen. I was adopted into the family of the king of the universe, and I am his son. I am in need of nothing. I don't want for anything because he's my father, and it already belongs to me. I don't have to try to get rich. I am rich. I'm rich by the fact that I'm born into the king's family. Amen. It's a state of mind. I know who I am in Christ. And Jesus Christ is not only my Savior and my Redeemer and my Healer and my King, He's also my brother. He is my oldest brother. And I'm going to tell you, I I can go any place in the world, and I travel with the attitude of a King's ambassador. When, when I go to foreign nations, when I get off the airplane and my feet touch the tarmac, the first thing I say audibly is, Father, your ambassador has arrived in this nation. Amen. <laughs> please, please give me my diplomatic assignment. Yes. And I, I walk and I talk and I act like an ambassador of a king. And amazing things happen when, when I act that way. And so uh, what I'm saying is, yes, this platform, this vision the Lord has given me, it's going to cost tens of millions of dollars to construct, but the riches are already there. Amen. And and we just have to believe God for it. But God doesn't do anything on this earth that he doesn't work through people. And so there are human beings who must be obedient to the Father, that he would... that they would allow God to move those, those monies, the wealth, through their hands. have to be tested. They have to be found uh, worthy. That God could give you riches, and he could trust you as a steward of his money, of his wealth. Because whatever we have, we're holding it as a steward on behalf of God. And, and, and so I know that there are people out there that God will speak to them. He's already tested those people through many, many years, and he's found them to be trustworthy. And, Bruce, as the economy continues to, to collapse, I really believe that there's a group of people that their economy is going to go up. Yes, sure. They're going to finance this last great harvest of souls. And so you got to decide where you're at in this this picture. Uh, is the judgment coming on you, or are you riding a wave of God's spirit that's moving over the earth? And that's where I want to be right now. I, I, I want to be reaching as many people as I can. Uh, I want to go out in a blaze of glory, <laughs> shouting, <Amen. to> "Jesus, <laughs> Jesus is
1: Lord." Praise God. Me too. Count me on board. Uh, Rick, for those just tuning in, uh, give out your contact information again, please.
2: Okay. It is True News, T-R-U-N-E-W-S, truenews.com. And uh, you can email me at rick at truenews.com. And the office phone number is area code 561-792-6777. The program, True News, is on blog talk radio. We're on our website, truenews.com, iTunes, and we broadcast on two, actually three, international shortwave stations. We're on WWCR uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern on frequency 5070, and then at 9 p.m. Eastern, we're on frequency 5875 and 7315. And so right now, uh, it's 9.30 Eastern, 9.25 Eastern. That program is going out on International Shortwave Station oh, worldwide. God. Now, you're on and WWCR, so and did you say World Harvest also? World Harvest at 9 p.m., Okay. frequency 5875 and 7315, and then WWCR at 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, on frequency 5070. So there are plenty of ways for people to listen to the program, and... Uh, Bruce, I'm just—I'm very honored that you would invite me on the program. I've—I've I've enjoyed it. That's been a pleasure and an honor to be on this program. And I, brother, you're—you're you're welcome anytime. And, I uh, pray the Lord's blessing upon the Omega Man show, and that He will use this to reach many, many people. Praise God, folks! Uh, you've been listening to Rick
1: Wiles, truenews.com. We'll be putting his links up in the show notes. And uh, Rick, would you be so kind as to close this program in prayer?
2: Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this 90 minutes that we have spent with your precious Holy Spirit talking about your son Jesus Christ and his kingdom of righteousness. And Father, we look forward to your son's arrival. We anticipate his arrival. We look eagerly to the eastern sky waiting and and dreaming about the day that he returns for his church. Father, I pray a blessing over all the people listening to this Omega Man broadcast. I pray, Father, that you would bless them in all ways with spiritual riches and insight and wisdom, that you would bless them with good health and prosperity, that you would protect them, and keep them safe from all harm and danger. Answer their prayers, Father. Meet all their needs. Pay their bills. Uh, mend their relationships. Uh, heal uh, family divisions. Uh, restore families and, and marriages, Father. And help the people who are in desperate need tonight that they need a miracle Now, Father, I ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus, to do something supernatural for them, Father, in the next 48 hours that their prayers would be answered. And we ask this, Father, in faith, in the name of Jesus Christ, and in the finished work that he did upon the cross. And we praise you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: And, folks, get behind Rick Wiles in True News. Contact him. Support the True News ministry. And uh, I'm excited, Rick, about the uh, the new platform God is uh, building for True News. And uh look forward to um, having you on the program again. And before I, I let you go, um special uh, shout-out from Dr. Pat Holliday. She was in ministry oh. tonight at <laughs> church, and she said, Be sure, don't forget, tell Rick
2: I said hello. <laughs> oh, Pat Holliday, she's a wonderful lady. Yes, uh, sir. We, we, we love Pat. And, uh i uh, so glad to hear her name again. God bless you, Rick. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you, sir.
1: That was Rick Wiles of True News, and uh, just an honor and a pleasure to have him on. And uh, this program is going to be available up on MP3 archives uh, at the conclusion. About you know 10 minutes later, you can download, send it to a friend. You know, uh, the, the possibilities uh, that are available now for the first time in history, to do ministry using uh, such technologies as the Internet is just awesome. You know, uh, it's an, it's, I mean, it's. just amazing. It's unheard of. I mean, how many of you do remember, you know, if you wanted to get the most up-to-date information, what did you have to do? You know, you had to get it from a magazine. Okay, you know, prior to that, you'd have the Encyclopedia Britannica or you'd go down to the library. And, you know, if you're looking for cutting-edge information, you know, books didn't have it, right? Sometimes they would be written a, a year after uh, the information that uh, the author was trying to, you know, put pen to paper on. So, you know, I used to uh, collect magazines, you know, for different um, things that I liked at the time. And then even uh, with that, uh, what would you do to network with people? Well, do you remember the days of the um, the magazine classifieds, you know? Of course, you had newspaper outlets and, you know, you had USA Today and, um, And that was read, you know, by people in all 50 states. But by and large, it was very difficult to uh, spread the word unless you did something like uh, TV advertising on a national level. It was expensive then. It's expensive now. But, uh, you know, all that changed with the advent of the Internet. And I was there to see it uh, birthed. Um, You know, I I roll back the clock uh, last, uh, 1981. I started using computers way back then. I remember... In 85, uh, being about 15, 16 years old, um, we used to get on CompuServe, log in with a 300-baud modem. Those were the days, you know, five-and-a-quarter-inch floppy drives. In fact, uh, even before that, I was working with a uh, cassette player. <laughs> <laughs> so back then, you know, I used to work a couple part-time jobs, and I put all my money into uh, computer games and hardware. This is again, 85 or so. Back then, I think I had the Atari 800. You remember those Commodore 64? TI-99-4A's, you know, I'm old school, right? Uh, those were the days, folks, but, you know, that was history being made. Yeah, we used to log into these underground bulletin boards. Uh, way back in my early days, I used to be a, a computer software pirate. and What I meant by that is we used to, uh, you know, being young teenagers, we would collect uh, games. They would have bulletin board systems back then, you know, the the precursor to today's, you know, web page. It was amazing. But even with that, um, you know, on these BBS systems, you could have maybe one person at a time logging in. Uh, some that were cutting edge maybe had, uh, you know, as many as 10 lines, and those were few and far between, but that was the early days of the, uh, you know, the birthing of the, the what would become the Internet. Uh, then, of course, history changed with the World Wide Web. I remember when that happened. It was like one day I'm running a wildcat bulletin board system. You know, one person could log in at a time, and then I just turned the, the power off on the PC, and it was uh, linking up with the World Wide Web. In fact, I was in—I was working for the government back in those days. I worked for the U.S. Army, DOD, for about six and a half years as a civilian up in Alexandria, Virginia. And uh, you know, I was in—I was 19, 20 when I started to work for the government. And uh, you know, I was uh, one of the first that got on com when they opened up uh, web pages. To people, that was really cool, being back in the, in the cutting edge. Well, you know, a lot has happened since then. I mean, look at how fast things have uh, transpired. Now you've got uh, on-demand Netflix movies. How cool is that? Of course, most of most of it is garbage, you have to admit. You've got to be very careful. As you know, my, my take on movies, I've seen so many. Uh, you have to be careful. But oh, look, I was watching uh, a, a movie called Jeremiah the other day. They've got one, King David, you know, with... Uh, uh, which is a, is a is a great movie if you haven't seen the the original one back in 85. Um, anyway, on last, I digress. You know, technology is changing so fast. Now you don't need to place an ad in the back of a magazine or wait your turn to log on to a bulletin board system. Now you've got the Internet, and we, know, we all know that. Okay, and there's so much more to come, uh, provided the system is not shut down. Now, we are in jeopardy. Okay, uh, I believe that there is a move for major censorship to occur. And uh, if it occurs on the Internet, it's also going to occur in other venues. Uh, it's already occurred in many of the mainstream networks. Uh, the message that uh, we've been talking about tonight is not a popular one. It's not allowed on most of the uh, the Christian networks. So what do you do? Do you just uh, basically say, hey, I'm going to um, reside myself to not even trying? No. You work with what you got. Um, you uh, you continue to to build new systems and infrastructure, and uh, I believe it's uh, it's possible um, to build this network that Rick is talking about and have a means to get the message out. For how long, only God knows. But you know what? I remember one guy. What he said it best. He says, you know, people are talking that you know Jesus could come back in any moment. I'm not worried about when he comes back because what matters is what I'm going to be doing when he does return. Am I busy? doing what he's called us all to do. That is, preach the gospel, set the captives free of demons in Jesus' name, lay hands on the sick that they may recover, and preach the message, okay, of um, the full gospel to include the gifts of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. You know, he's busy. Um, and i I praise God for Rick Wiles, for... Rich Keltner, Watchman Radio, Nathan Lial, David Ells on Bread Ministries, Steve Quell, Al Cupp, many of the people uh, that have been on these programs that are out there on the front lines raising the alarm. Michael Valdea, Hand of Help Ministries. I praise God for that brother. He's doing the work of the Lord at great sacrifice to himself, as all these men have uh, that I've mentioned, and women. Don't let me leave you out. Praise God for you ladies out there. Praise God for Dr. Pat Holliday, Miracle Internet Church. Folks, do you know that uh, she was she's on uh, every Saturday and Sunday night on Omega Man Radio? And if you miss those shows, you need to tune in. 8 to 11, Saturday and Sunday night, we have School of Deliverance and School of Warfare Prayer. Now, do we give up and not pray? Absolutely not. We've got to pray, folks. I believe, you know, uh, if enough of us got together praying, God could give us some more time. Ultimately, judgment's coming. But any time we got should be for the reason to bring more people in, okay? Many of us need more time for our families. I know I've got family that are backslid right now. How about you? And, um, you know, really it's foolish to look for the day of the Lord because, you know, God says it's going to be a terrible time. It's like you'll you'll run out and you'll get hit by the, uh, the mother bear who just lost her cub. She's angry. And you run the next direction and there's a lion waiting for you. Um, paraphrased, you can go read it in the Word. I mean, it's a terrible time. So, you know, these days are ahead. Uh, how much time we've got, I don't think it's a lot, but I do know that God says, Occupy till I come. That's what Jesus said. Occupy till I come. What does he mean by that? It means get busy. Get off the sidelines. Stop thinking that you're doing God a service by just going to church once a week. And at that, you're doing a disservice in many cases based on some of the churches out there that you're going to. They're not teaching you anything that uh, will prepare you to endure till the end. But that aside, God called us for much more than that, than just to come together in fellowship once a week in a church. You know, He called us to be disciples and go out and spread the gospel, to lay hands on the sick that they will recover. To cast out demons in Jesus' name. You know, that's one of the, the main thrust of Omega Man Radio Ministries is spiritual warfare. You know, one of the first signs that will follow them that believe are, they shall lay hands on, excuse me, they shall cast out devils in my name. That's what Jesus said, didn't it? In my name they shall cast out devils. Folks, we do a lot of that. We open up the lines, we do live deliverance. We're seeing a lot of fruit. Uh, we lead people to Jesus Christ. We pray for infirmities to be healed. We've got miraculous testimonies coming in. We had a lady the other day that was listening. When we were praying, we rebuked the spirit of arthritis, and her finger that had been crumpled poked straight out. It was instantly healed. I praise God for that. And um, we got a special request that just came in. Please pray for my my brother's friend, Bob, uh, just found out he was in a car accident. So we lift up uh, Bob uh, out there right now in the name of Jesus. And uh, we ask God that you would lose healing to him right now, wherever he's at, stabilize his situation, lose ministering spirits to Bob right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, folks, uh, we've got to occupy and be doing something, because we're going to stand before God and give an accounting. You know, he gives each one of us various talents, and I look at that as uh, twofold, finances and actual, you know, talents as we, we would know them in uh, today's modern language. Back then it was, that was the, uh, the unit of uh, measure of a, you know, financial unit. It was talking about gold. But, uh, you know, today uh, many of us, uh, God is gifted also with various things. Some people um, have unique skills. What are you doing with it? Are you using it for the Lord or using it for the devil? Or are you just letting it sit idle? You know, this current financial system is crashing. It's undeniable. Many thought gold would never hit over $20 an ounce. Excuse me, silver. I just looked at it. It was $28. Uh, it hit 30 a few days ago. It's fluctuating. You know, gold over $1,400 an ounce. People laughed. You know, guys like Steve Quell, when they said that gold's going to go up. I'll be honest with you, folks. I was at a very low financial ebb today. I'm like everyone. You know, I have a nut I have to cover. And, um, you know, we just seek and trust God that we can even break even on these programs. It takes a lot of finances to do these programs that we bring to you night after night. What Rick wants to do is going to take some finances. But uh, should not the true word of God go out? Again, I would encourage people to support Rick Wiles of truenews.com, support omegamanradio.com, the others that are preaching the the truth. But, yeah, back to my story. I was at a um, real low point today. Had some bills due. Didn't have the cash to pay them. Uh, I had a gold coin. Actually, I had two. It was a, a half-ounce coin I had bought some time ago. And I want to tell you something. Um, when I had money, I bought this gold coin, and I got in it like $700 an ounce. Well, today I went and sold it. I doubled the money on it. I was able to pay a few bills. I praise God for that. Um you know, folks, time after time, you know, these warnings have bared out truth. And uh, if you had gotten into gold back then, you could be making some money. I believe it's still going higher. You know, there's talk that um, silver is going to hit 50. Some say it's going to go to 100. Where am I going with all this? I'm saying that uh, things are changing rapidly. Things that you wouldn't have thought possible even a couple months ago are a reality now. How many of us knew we would wake up and have to be, subjected to these full-body scans at the airports with TSA. I talked to my brother who flies a lot. I said, uh, have you went through the scanner yet? He said, what scanner? And I said, uh-oh, you didn't know him? He said, no, tell me. And I told him. I said, well, you know, you've got a choice. I said, you can go through the X-ray machine and get a low-level dose of radiation. And he's a guy that could fly a couple times a week, okay? You know, cumulatively, folks, they're going to give people cancer. And they really don't care. Because, you know, the agenda is to cull the crop, you know, the herd back, 5.5 billion people. They want to kill to get us down to 500 million worldwide. That's one of the ways they're going to do it, through cancer. You know, everybody knows someone that's uh, came down with cancer. Look at uh, Senator Edwards' wife. She just died of cancer today. Where am I going with this? I'm saying that I told my brother. He was not aware of it. He woke up, and now he's got to go through a new a new uh, system just to get on the plane. I told him, what well, by all means, don't go through the body scanner. Get the pat down. It's intrusive. Yes, it is. Uh, so much so that Jesse Ventura said he was, you know, literally raped in plain sight. They manhandled him. It was so degrading. He will not get back onto a plane. And folks, people need to rise up and let and let the government know they're not happy with this crap. Okay, you need to complain. Okay, you need every time you get in line, you need to boycott going through the scanner. Make them bring the personnel in to do the hand scans. If they did that, enough, enough people did, was shut down the airport. That's what needs to be done. And that's another story. I'm not going to get off onto a tangent there. But I saw that rabbit going down the trail. I thought I would shoot it. <laughs> what I'm saying is time is short. It's time to make your life count. Unless I wish I had woken up 20 years ago. And it started doing some work for the Lord. Well, I figure you know, better late than never. Maybe you're 75 listening right now. It's not too late. You can make a difference. Maybe you're 18 years old. And I I say, hey, I feel for you. I wish I could honestly tell you you're going to be able to live another 20 years and have a normal life. Uh, unfortunately, I don't see that happening. I see, you know, the, the pressure is going to be ratcheted up. But now, as Rick said, this is not a time to be fearful, okay, if you know Jesus Christ. And you're walking with him, and uh, you're where God wants you to be. We only need to fear the Lord. And, you know, that is the beginning of wisdom. We don't have to fear man. You know, if you've settled in your heart that uh, Jesus Christ is your Savior, and whatever may come, you will not deny him, well, even if... You, you were to be martyred in the days ahead. Be absent from the body, be present for the Lord. You'll step out of this body, and you'll have a martyr's reward. That's coming for some of us and listening out there right now. I really believe it. Uh, the point I'm trying to make is, but, you know, God knows our futures. And there's going to be some that's going to endure till the end. But whatever may be... Uh, your end or my end, we need to be working up until that point in time. Like the guy said, you know, I'm not really concerned when Jesus is returning because I've got work to do. And whether he came back tomorrow or in ten years, I'm going to be found being a faithful servant. Okay? Not like the parable where it talked about, you know, the, uh, the master of the house went away and he had been gone a long time into a foreign land. And many years transpired. People said, oh, he's not coming back. You know, maybe he got killed over there. Uh, You know, he he won't be back for a long time. Let's eat and drink and and play. Well, folks, that's what they did until when the flood came and took them all away. And Jesus warned about that, as it was in the days of Noah. Well, when the master came back, he was angry, and he took these servants, had them arrested and thrown into outer darkness. It's it's talking about uh, eternity here. We've been called to be sober. We've been called to know what time it is, to be able to see the signs all around us, to know that time is short, that people are fixing to be thrust into eternity. And many are going to uh, go into a eternity not knowing Jesus Christ because we didn't do our part. We didn't spread the gospel. We didn't intervene when someone was being tormented by foul spirits and say, you know what, deliverance is a children's bread. You can be set free of foul spirits in Jesus' name, and pray for them, and rebuke that spirit of suicide or depression. You know, we had a we had a man the other day that was delivered of lust, came in through internet porn. We have others that are being attacked at night; they can't sleep. Um, folks, it's on the rise, so much so that even the Catholic Church has said, "Hey, we don't have enough exorcists to take care of this problem." Of course, we don't agree with the Catholic Church that you have to be a priest to do exorcism. No. Every believer has the authority that Jesus gave us to bind and loose. And I've heard some say, well, we'll never know what that means. Folks, that's a sad statement. But you know, a lot of the preachers behind the pulpits have no idea or concept what Jesus was talking about. That's why we do these programs. Somebody's got to stand in the gap and preach the truth about deliverance to set the captives free. And maybe when enough men and women of God get out there and pick up the one-third of Jesus' ministry that is not the popular message of ministry and start preaching this truth, then maybe I can relax a little bit. But until that time comes, just like Rick said, you know, we're a bulldog for what God has told us to do. I'm a pit bull, and I'm not letting it out of my mouth. They have to take a crowbar and pry my jaw open. I'm going to preach spiritual warfare The full gospel message, deliverance being the children's bread, and see the captive set free in Jesus Christ's name. So what are you going to do with the time that you've got remaining? You know, I made the decision. I said, God, I've wasted and farted around much of my life. I would like to do something to give the devil the biggest black eye that is humanly possible. Of course, I believe that to be the deliverance ministry. And that's why uh, Satan is so angry. Because his demon spirits, a host of hell, which have been camping out in the people of God, been binding them down, tying them up, keeping them from being victorious in Jesus Christ. They're being kicked to the curb in Jesus' name. And I praise God. You know, I count myself worthy to be persecuted for Jesus Christ. The question is, what are you going to do about it? I made that decision. I'll tell you, it's been rough, folks. I've been on the backside of the desert. That's why we do these programs on Sunday night called uh, Conversations on the Backside of the Desert. Many of us are on the backside of the desert right now. But there is a time where God uh, pulls you out of that, and he wraps you up and takes you to the next level. I believe that time is coming for Mega Man Radio. I believe this has been a training ground. I believe God is getting ready to open up new doors. And when Rick talks about this vision, that gets me excited because it is true. We are at a time in history where it is possible to do some things that were not possible before. And I praise God for that. We don't know how much time we've got, but we must be found working when the Master returns, doing what He called us to do. He gave us all instructions. Here's the checklist. This is what I want you to do. It's like your wife, when they, you know if, if you're a man, she sends you to the grocery store with the checklist of stuff she, you need to buy. Well, you know, you come home, without it, she's going to be angry, and rightly so. Maybe you forgot that ingredient that she needed for that meal that cooked that night. point is, Jesus gave us our checklist. I want you to do this and this and this. It's the full gospel message. It's not this message being preached on the mainstream where God wants you to live the best life now. He wants you to have your reward now. Don't send it to heaven. I want my reward now. That's what a lot of these guys are preaching. It's time to get her done, as we say down here in Redneckville. And yes, I am a redneck, folks. I was born in Georgia, although I don't have the accent anymore. Praise God! <laughs> I've got the cosmopolitan accent. Um, at any rate, we've got to we've got to get working, people. Some of you out there, God has blessed uh, beyond imagination the area of finances, and you say, you know, ah, uh, I built my barns, I've got them filled. Soul, good job. It's time to rest. Remember the, uh, the story of the man who thought his working time was over and he was going to rest. God said, this day your soul will be required of you. Folks, we have to work. We have to remember the poor. Jesus says, if you remember the poor, or God says, if you remember the poor, it says, if you've lent to me and I will repay. You've got to remember the widows. You've got to remember the orphans. You've got to remember to bless Israel. Genesis 12:3. We bless Israel tonight. And uh, I'm asking folks to continue to agree with me in prayer that God will open up the windows of heaven and pour out water and rain into Israel right now. They've got a major drought. I talked to Jerry Golden the other day. They need prayer there right now. Uh, I was coming um, home tonight. I went up to uh, get a coffee before tonight's show. And I I just remarked to myself how cold it was. I said, if I don't get a little space here and put in the back... Of this office where I stay, the pipes may freeze. And I got to thinking, my goodness, uh, at least I have heat tonight. But what about those people that live under the bridge in Wichita, Kansas, that the churches won't allow into their fellowship halls? There are 600 churches in Wichita, Kansas, and you've got one little mission church, Pastor Dan, Messiah's Branch, over there, opening his doors. Letting people sleep on the floor, because that's the only place they have them to go. But it's, it's saving people. There's going to be people that die tonight, folks, because it's so cold. And not only in Wichita, but around this country. I mean, I'm in Georgia, okay? It's not like I'm up north. It was cold here tonight. And I was thinking, God have mercy. I don't think I would survive if I was outside in the elements all night. I might be in the uh, hospital with pneumonia the next morning. Folks, we need to remember those less fortunate uh, back to the point, there are some that God has blessed, and you're trying to think, well, what do I do? Folks, money's going to fail, ultimately. Okay, the, the current system is crashing. It's being brought to its knees. It has to, because for a one-world order, a new currency to emerge, the phoenix rising out of the ashes, as they say in the writing, they have to crash this current system. So that's what's going on with the dollar right now. It is crashing. Metals are going up. You know, they can only artificially manipulate the spot price of metals for so long. What do you do? Do you say, well, I'm just going to, you know, sock away my 401K, put it back in the stock market? I talked to a guy today. He lost most of his fortune putting it into the stock market. And I said, you know what? Many people have. Uh, I said, you should have got into metals. I said, that's what I would be doing right now if I had the money. But um, I think that's about the only um, uh, true money that there is, gold and silver. But, you know, folks, uh, there is a another opportunity. You can invest into kingdom work, into something that's going to reap a harvest that you may not even see right now in the present, but one day when you stand before God and they pull out the books of remembrance, and, of course, he says, Well done, my good faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Well salvation comes number one, but you know, there are going to be uh, awards handed out in heaven. You know, to him that did what to him that um took the took what they were given and was a good steward over it, God will give more. I believe that uh there are going to be some amazing things uh when we stand before God. And he looks at the book of remembrance says, Hey, I see you remember that uh poor person over there you, you invite him out for a meal that widow woman over there could barely make it on social security you helped her you remembered my people israel you blessed israel now i'm going to bless you you got behind uh, the deliverance ministry ministry that nobody wants Talked to one brother, he said, you know, it's like we're carrying around a matchstick. So if you want to help, yet there's such a need out there. You know, God's going to say, you know, you invested in souls. You helped ministries like True News, Omega Man Radio, Miracle Internet Church, and others. To get the gospel out. To see the captives set free of demons in Jesus' name. And you know, how... You have no idea. It may be just the the step that you took that uh, was responsible for plucking some soul out of the fire. It was all worth it, wasn't it? That's what you need to invest in. You need to invest in kingdom work. You need to take your remaining hours on this planet and ask God, God, what can I do for you? What would you have me to do for you? That's my prayer. I say, God, open the right doors. Shut the wrong doors. Because, folks, let me tell you something. We've still got a road yet to haul before the return of the Lord. The Lord does return at the last trump. The question is, is are you going to make it? Till the Lord calls you home. If he comes back early, well, praise God, we get out of here early. That's gravy for me. But I'm ready to endure till the end. I'm going for the long haul, as my grandfather. uh, I quote him. Whatever my end is, God knows. If I'm beheaded for the gospel, if I go up in the nuke cloud, if I die in the concentration camps, at the sword of Islam, which is going to try to behead Christians, in the name of their demon moon god called Allah, Or if God lets me endure till the end, to the last trump. Whatever the case may be, I'm going to be found doing the work of the Lord. And that's what you need to be found doing. You need to wake up and say, God, forgive me for wasting the years. That's what I had to do. Because I wasted way too many years. God was looking for a man. He couldn't find one. Everybody was doing their own thing. Do we want to be guilty of that? We're all going to give an accounting. Do we want to stand before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I had uh you know, I had to I had to take my kids to uh football practice. You know, I had that uh choir rehearsal for the cantata I had to go to and you know, I had to go to the rotary club, whatever the, the whatever these clubs are called these days. I had to help my kids with their homework. Didn't have time for you. Or are you going to be found having worked? Because look, folks, the the harvest is here. And there's not anybody out there hardly working it. It's time to get busy. It's time to roll up our sleeves. Ask God, what can you do for him? And um, if you've been blessed financially, invest into the kingdom work, something that's going to give an eternal reward. Because everything down here is dying, folks. the rust will corrupt it, the moth will eat it, or the thief will steal it. It's only what you invest into the kingdom of God that's going to last. So that's my word uh, for tonight. We would like to um, go to the next level in ministry. We would like to take this message of spiritual warfare to the masses. Could you imagine a mass deliverance? over the TV airwaves. I think it's pretty cool what uh, Jimmy Swagger and them did with Sun Life uh, TV, Radio and TV. They've got their own channel, 24 hours a day. Doesn't mean that I agree with their message. I'm just saying I like the example of what they've done with a 24-hour network. That's where I'd like to go. You know, I asked God many years ago, I said, God, use me as a conduit. And uh, He did bless me. Bless me financially and uh, people say, well, what did you do? Well, there was a lot of expenses. You know, we, we did really well with the company. It was actually a God idea God gave me one time. I was out of out of, out of work. And I said, God, I, I need an idea. And I said, if you'll bless me financially, use me as a conduit. I'd like to see some of the true ministers of God get onto the airwaves. And, and God did it for a time and a season. And uh, I seeded into the ministry. And I still don't know all the ramifications of what I was able to do. But I, one day there will be a reckoning. You know, some one guy said, "Don't worry, God keeps good books." Now I'm in a new phase in my life, starting from ground zero, and uh, I believe this is a new direction. God had me go radio, but I believe this is just the beginning. My prayer is still the same. God, use me as a conduit. Some of you are asking the same thing, God. What can I do for you? I'd like to deal a death blow to the enemy. Get behind the Deliverance Ministry. Folks, there's no greater impact that you can make than to see souls plucked out of the fire. If you're listening to any of these programs that we do on a nightly basis, just listen to the people that call in, people that are being tormented, people that have been told there's something wrong with them, and you need to be on psychotropic drugs. Maybe some of you listening are on these drugs. You can't sleep. You're depressed. So you go to the doctor, the sorcerer, and they... Cast us, give you you know a spell in the form of a pill at a couple dollars a pill to relieve the pain, but it doesn't get at the root problem, which is spiritual. I believe everything has a spiritual foundation. We attack that, then we can see some real transformation in our lives. We can regain our minds. Many people cannot love. They've lost the capacity to love. They can't be intimate anymore. They've blown up their souls. It's so fragmented due to you know, fornication and sin. And uh, you can have your mind restored. You can have your soul restored. Like David prayed, Lord, restore my soul. That wasn't just a, uh, a play on words. He was literally talking about his soul was being restored. That's for us today, too, in Jesus Christ. We can be set free of tormenting spirits. We can sleep peacefully. Some people can't sleep because they go to bed and they get tormented by incubus and succubus demons. Folks, it's real. We deal with it every day. And you know what? There's no greater feeling that I have than to see someone repent of a sin gateway that opened the door for it, get delivered of these foul spirits in Jesus' name, evict them, that have been just riding their back for decades and see people delivered in Jesus. So, you know, it's really, it comes down to what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Are you going to go back to sleep? Maybe some of you will throw this warning away and say, oh, I don't believe it. You know, I'm tuning you out. I'm going to tune back in um, the mainstream. God loves his country. He's not going to. Do anything to us. And then, even if he did, we don't have to worry about it because I'm going to be caught out of here on the first flight out. Folks, it doesn't say that. Go back and read your Bible. Jesus said, If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Is the servant greater than the master? That's what the word says. Oh, yes. And uh, Matthew 24. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And then the mainstream will insert, uh, and then Jesus is going to just take us out of here. That's not what it says. Verse 9, chapter 24 of Matthew. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. I call that right now the mainstream. Uh, pulpit pimps. On TBN Daystar, many of those networks, or the true ministry, can't get to. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But here's the good news. But he that shall endure until the end the same shall be saved. Folks, persecution's coming. Time after time, you go read it. Go read Revelations. The people that fall away into hell. It's the church, the the mainstream Christian church. You can't fall away unless you're already there. It's the mainstream church. Those that call themselves Christians. When persecution comes, they are offended. Why? Because it caught them totally by surprise. They were told, we don't have to worry about this. I'm just going to leave a, a tape for those left behind. Folks, Revelations is for you and I listening to this program right now, live, here in 2010, as we're about ready to roll into 2011. We don't get out of here till the last Trump. And most of us aren't, aren't going to make it that far. There's going to be multitudes without number that are going to wash their robes that were beheaded for the gospel, that did not deny Christ. The offense, though, comes because many were lied to. They were not told the truth. that persecution was coming. They thought that for some reason America was exempted. Well, America is not found in the Bible I beg to differ. Go read Jeremiah fifteen fifty one and Revelation eighteen, where you see Babylon and the Chaldeans, daughter Babylon. That's America, my friends. Put my money with Dimitri Dudeman, who smuggled more Bibles in the Romanian Russia than any other man that ever lived, was put on the electric chair three times. Yet God saved his life to get him to America to raise the alarm from the the house tops. America, if you do not repent, judgment's coming. Jonathan Hansen saw it. Benjamin Brooks saw it. Rick Wiles saw it. Richard Keltner had a vision in nine one one. He saw it. Michael Boldea. I can keep going down the list. Amos three seven. Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but He revealed His secret to His servants of prophecy. God warned us ahead of time so we would know what was coming, so it wouldn't catch us like a thief in the night, so we could be prepared to endure till the end of our lives. Okay, and if you know this is coming, when it comes, you will realize, hey, they persecuted my master. Eleven of the twelve disciples gave their lives for Jesus Christ. John the Baptist was beheaded. Many of the prophets of old we're sawed in half. Now, folks, if you have that attitude going into it, you realize, hey, I've got work to do. But when I step out of this body and I'm present before the Lord, he'll say, enter in to my kingdom, to the presence of the Lord, Thou good and faithful servant. For I didn't come back and find you gallivanting and partying and out having a couple brewskis with your friends and saying you were a Christian as you picked up your Starbucks and went to church. And then when you left, you lived like the devil the rest of the week. You actually did something. You fed me when I was hungry. You clothed me when I was cold. You visited me when I was sick. You visited me when I was in jail. But when did I ever do that, Lord? As often as you did it, or you did not do it to any of these out there, you did or didn't do it unto me. Paraphrased. So again, my plea is wake up. Realize that if you know what time it is and that we've got to endure till the Lord calls us home, whatever may happen, you're going to be prepared and you're a likely candidate for making it and not falling away. And if Jesus comes back early, there's a fruit gathering. My grandmother seems to believe there's a fruit gathering. Um, maybe. I say, if that happens, we we'll get out of here early. Praise God. I'll race you to the marriage supper of the Lamb. But you see, I have nothing to lose. Because I'm here for the long haul. And again, that's gravy on my mashed potatoes. But we'll get out of here early. Yet for those of you who say, you know what? I'm turning you off right now. I don't want to hear this. How dare you tell me that we're going to suffer? This is an American nation. Folks, not anymore. Maybe 60 years ago. And God didn't love this nation. It was once a cup in his hand, a cup of trembling. Golden cup, not anymore. Statue of Liberty is going down, my friends, just like in the A.A. vision. It's reprobate now. We divorce our husbands and our wives Think, well, God's got someone better for me. It's okay. We abort our babies. Their blood's run down the drains across this country to the tune of 40, 50, 60 million children aborted. Starts at conception, my friends. We haven't taken care of the poor, like in Wichita, Kansas. How can they honestly sit by, and there's people dying under a bridge tonight that could have been spared had they opened up their church fellowship hall that they use for ballroom dancing and yoga classes, an abomination to God. And we let our kids go to Harry Potter? Have we lost our minds? It's an abomination in the nostrils of God, folks. We should know better than to do what we're doing. And our kids come out of there demonized, and we've cursed them down three and four generations. That's what happens when you get involved in witchcraft. We need to repent and wake up, because many of us, the devil has lulled our minds asleep. I praise God for those that are awake out there. You might be the only one that can jog your neighbor or your family member. And yes, we do pray, my friends. We must not give up. Who knows? God might push the timetable back. He's done it before. God's going to have accomplished what he wants to accomplish before the return of his son, Jesus Christ. When he sets his foot on the Temple Mount. At the last trump. He's going to have it done one way or the other. And maybe his plan was for you to be used in his end-time ministry. But you know what? He loves us enough that he'll give us the choice. You know, when they got to Win Worley, it's like he said, there was a thousand more qualified than him that said, Lord, may I be dismissed? Shame on them. But praise God for Win Worley's faithfulness. Praise God for doctor Pat Holliday of Miracle Internet Church. Seventy five years old, and she can run laps around most of us out there. Tireless work. Called her on the fly last night. You want to do a program, Dr. Pat? She had just done three hours Friday night. I mean Saturday night, three hours Sunday night, like we do every week. Got up and preached. And she came on last night in three hours, poured herself out so we could minister to people. At death's door, being tortured. Came out of third-generation of witchcraft. People being raped at night by night spirits. What do you mean, raped, folks? It's going on. You don't know how many calls we take. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. In Buck Wilds, uh, you can either zip your lip and be ministered to here, or you need to leave before I boot you. God is a God of war. Jesus says, I've come with the sword. The enemies will be in your own family. Folks, many of our enemies will be in the church, people that today call themselves a Christian. Well, praise the Lord until persecution comes out. And then they call the 1-800-REPORT-A-CHRISTIAN, and they report you so they can get an extra food ration. It's not who cries out, Lord, Lord, but you'll know them by their fruits. What kind of fruits do they bear? Amen? Dr. Pat Holliday. Example of someone who is tireless for the work of the Lord. Dude, what excuse do we have that are younger? I'm 40. I'm middle-aged now. Some of you are in your 20s. It's not too late. I had one lady write me the other day. She's in her 80s. She can still make a difference for the Lord. It's not too late till the Spirit leaves the body. But there's people that need to be ministered to out there. There's people dying out there. We've, we've received calls at midnight hour, people that are going to throw themselves off of a balcony. The spirits were torturing them so much. Folks, we're in some perilous times. And if God does hear our prayers, when we meet every Sunday night we ask for more time, and we do battle in the heavenlies, because that's the only way you can battle these things. You can't fight the New World Order in the flesh, but you can do it on your knees. And in intercession, one man or one woman can make a difference, binding and loosing. If you understand that it, it's not important knowing all the players involved in this end-time New World Order, but understanding that uh, the common denominator in them are foul spirits that take their marching orders from Satan, the fallen super angel who fell and will one day be cast into the lake of fire, along with one-third of the uh, fallen angels, and those out there who will deny Christ in this time or any time before, then you realize, hey, I can't fight the devil with an M16, but I can do it with the keys of the kingdom. I can pray and agree in prayer, and whatever you buy on earth, be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, be loosed in heaven. You can do spiritual warfare, my friends. I've seen it. Effect change. There's story after story. I believe because of Hegelish and Wynne Worley, Brother Norman Parrish and um, Derek Prince, many of the pioneers back then, Dr. Pat Holiday. every Friday night at Miracle Internet Church, interceding that even the plans of the Illuminati were, were set back as much as 10 years. Who knows? Until the final accounting is done, what impact you made. But I will tell you something. It's time to get busy because this world is passing away. And only what you do now for the Lord will you receive any reward in the time to come. I told my father that. I said, "Dad, you know you could do so much. You want to make a difference. You want to live in a pup tent on the back side of glory." So those are there are those out there that uh, have been blessed and can make a difference. If you would like to uh, support this effort, get in contact with me. It's going to take finances to do it. At the end of the day, I'm going to work with what I've got. And I'm not despising the day of small things. If we don't ever get up on a worldwide satellite network, then God knows all about it. I'll work with what I've got. But you know what? How thrilling it would be to strike a death blow to the head of Satan and his host of hell. Which have killed some of our families. I was talking to a brother the other today actually. His father died of suicide. My father was killed by Leviathan, the father of pride. Many of us have lost family. Lost loved ones, lost our marriages, lost our children to drugs, lost people to AIDS. Are you tired of being the victim? It's time to be the victor. It's time to report to the front line. It's time to pick up the sword of the Spirit. Every day, you get up, you say, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus. I apply the blood of Jesus to my car. I apply it to my home. I apply it to my family, my children. I put on the full armor of God. I shod my feet with the preparation of the gospel. I gird my loins about with truth. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. I put on the helmet of my salvation. I pick up the, the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit. God, order my footsteps today, because I know that the footsteps of a righteous man are ordered of you. Loose angels to go before me. Create favor with men. Once again, whatever you bind on earth, be bound to heaven. Loose on earth, be loosed in heaven. You can Loose angels in Jesus' name. As protection, you know. Also, it says the angel of the Lord encampeth about the righteous. That's what I do every day, folks. And I tell you, saved my life today. I went out to get a coffee earlier in the day, and I'm just driving through the park on. This guy almost T-boned me. I should have been T-boned if the devil had, had his way. Praise God. I don't have to have my uh, my truck in the uh, the auto body shop right now. It stopped inches away from my my truck. I praise the Lord for that. Like a little cushion there. God knew all about it. There's some of you that have had their lives saved. The devil had meant to kill you. Covered yourself in the blood of Jesus. Went out, and you had divine protection. T-bone is where someone hits you directly, at the middle point of your vehicle. In my case, it would have been at the midway point of my truck on. The left side, where I was seated, looks like a T. If you were to form the uh, the collision between the two vehicles, so that's what I do. I get up and I do spiritual warfare. I break all hexes, vexes, curses, and spells sent against me. All bewitchments, jinxes, hoodoo, voodoo, lotions, potions. You see, that kind of rhymes. It sure does. But those are actual. Uh, occultic weapons that are sent against people by witches and warlocks. And I break it off of me, and I command it to go back to where it came from, sevenfold in Jesus' name. I don't have to keep it. I bind any witchcraft, any demons sent away from me, away, sent to, to me, away from me. I bind them, send them back to where they came from, sevenfold in Jesus' name. I drink the blood of Jesus. Apply the blood of Jesus to my property, to my family. Got to do this every day, folks, in the morning when you go to sleep. You need to do it during the day. Praise God. Go for it. You've got to read the Word of God. You've got to let it play over you as you sleep at night. You'll notice it will have a distinct difference in your life. If you've had uh, times of unrest, couldn't sleep, let the Word of God just bathe you as you sleep. It will feed your spirit, man. We've got to make some better personal decisions. We've got to eat better. We've got to learn to exercise. People are dying here in this country we become complacent. We have to ask the Lord to forgive us for making wrong decisions. I could go down a whole laundry list. Stay away from high fructose corn syrup. The <laughs> point I'm making here is you've got to make a decision today to do something different. You know, the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over and over again expecting different results each time. And that's what we do. We do the same old carnal things over and over again. But you need to go down this checklist. Are you in the Word of God? Are you praying? Are you blessing Israel? Are you giving to the poor? Are you helping the widows and orphans? Are you involved in the deliverance ministry? You know, I think that that is probably the single greatest impact we could make right now would be to get into the deliverance ministry and see souls snatched back from the pits of hell where they're headed for. We need your help to do it. This is not a popular message. If I wanted to become wealthy in the ministry, I would do what they're doing on TV. I would lie to you. I would tell you, you know, God loves you, and he loves America, and we're going to get out of here. America is the apple of his eye. And uh, you know what? I want you to sow your seed with me today. God's going to give it back to you. You're going to be a millionaire. God wants you to be a millionaire. And if you're not, there's something wrong with you. Because look at me. I mean, that's what they say. And those people have, you know, apartments in Manhattan. They'll have a a mansion over in Dana Beach. They'll have their Learjets. You know, folks, if God wanted someone to fly, fly faster than coach or first class, he could translate them like he did Philip in a chariot. Do I hear an amen out there? How about using the resources that you have wisely why you can still do something to make an impact? Because the time's coming, money's going to fail. What you're going to be able to do will be severely restricted. Night comes when no man can work. How do you get behind this ministry? Well, we have a donate button over on Omega Man Radio. I don't want anything that God doesn't want you to give. But if you'd like to support the ministry, that we can take this uh, program, spiritual warfare, evangelism, miracle healing to the masses, get behind us. I can't give you a tax write-up because I'm not a 501c3. But I can tell you, God knows all about it. And when you plant seed on good ground, you'll get a return. Many say, well, I've been giving to these ministries, and I never saw a return. That's right, folks. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you that you planted seed on bad ground if you sent it to the televangelist who took your money and built a new addition onto their their home in Louisiana or in California or upgraded their Learjet and put a $20,000 marble toilet. If you'd like to get behind it and um, you don't have PayPal, well, you can send a check or money order. Bruce Lee, 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, Eight nine one one seven. SupportMiracleInternetChurch dot com. Doctor Pat Holiday. OralPatHoliday com. You can get uh, behind uh, Hegewish WRWPublications.com HBCDelivers.org com. delivers dot org. Support the Deliverance Ministry. We're on the front lines, my friends. We don't have the popular message, but we've got the message that can see men set free in Jesus' name. Because Jesus does the work. All you and I are conduits. We're bond servants for Christ. We're out there as his method for reaching people. So with that, uh, time is winding up here. Um, wow, can you believe? Week is already going by as fast as it is. today's Tuesday, right? Let's see, Thursday night I've got Pastor John Kyle. Uh, Friday going will have a double-decker show for you. We're going to have my friend Trezor from the Congo. He's going to be talking about his experience going into the mountains and meeting the warlords that uh, run the uh, militias and the armies of children there. It'll be a really cool story. He's in the deliverance. Uh, that will be at uh, from 6 to 8 on Friday night, special early bird program, 8 to 10, John Franklin from Canada. Saturday night, Dr. Pat Holiday in the School of Deliverance. Open lines if you need prayer. Sunday night, School of Intercessory Warfare Prayer. We get together and we just agree to pray for our nation, for our families, our children. We intercede. We'd like you to join with us. Um we do a program nightly for those of you tuning in for the first time, usually Monday through Sunday, 8 to 10. We might have Pastor Michael Thier back on this week. Um, looking forward to having him back on from Hegewish, WRWPublications.com. Almost some of the finest deliverance material you will find. And uh, more surprises in the days ahead. It was a real thrill and honor to have Rick Wiles on tonight. God bless him. Support True News, T R U N E W S dot com. And, you know, folks, I I agree with what he said. People are looking for spiritual food. What they've been eating is junk food. They eat it, and 30 minutes later, they're still hungry because it's devoid of nutritional, spiritual content. People want meat. We've got a bunch of 40-year-old adults out there still on breast milk. Drinking the bottle in pampers. Church is to equip the saints for ministry. It's not a permanent vocation for you to go to church and be there till the Lord takes you home and never got out and in, into the great commission to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do you want to be a titty baby for the rest of your life, or you want to graduate to the meat? I ask you. And if you, <laughs> you don't like meat, well, maybe you have some tofu out there. <laughs> Just don't eat pork. I praise God. Father God, bless everyone that tuned in tonight. I ask that you would give people a clear vision of what you would have them to do. Loose warrior angels for their protection. And God, open up new doors of opportunity for all of us to work while we can still work and make a difference.
2: In Jesus' name. <laughs>